Hey, this is H1. We're going to be running it back with another episode talking about chess knowledge, chess wisdom, and chess understanding. And today we're going to be going over, let me pull it up, the five common mistakes to avoid in chess. So if you want to learn how to avoid what 90% of other players are doing on a chessboard, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Let's get to it. Let's get started on talking about the five common mistakes to avoid in chess. And to all the new chess players that is out there right now, whoever makes the least amount of mistakes usually win at chess. So that's why it's important to avoid the inaccuracies and the blunders when you're playing chess. But I know it's easier said than done. So I'm going to give you like a list of stuff for you to do or for you to focus on avoiding so that you can win the most games. Hey, living life without slips ups. It's impossible, okay? So it's it's fine. It's fine that you blunder every now and then. For a baby to know how to walk, they must fall. For you to discover that something is hot, you must get burned. For you to for you to like know if something tastes good, you must eat. So that's what this podcast is going to be about. This episode is going to try to improve your chess skills tenfold. Let's get started because I want y'all to reach y'all goals. And the first mistake that you need to avoid doing as beginners, because I see this on the board all the time, is neglecting king safety. Leaving the king in the center for too long or not castling early enough isn't good, especially if you're a beginner because you don't know how to defend yet. Not accurately, of course, because when you're defending, you have to make sure that all the checks, all the captures, all the threats are taken care of and they're not losing for you. As a beginner, you have to castle as soon as possible so that you can at least make it to the middle game. Because when you face off against a tougher opponent, they're not even going to let you get past the opening phase of the game if your king isn't safe. You're going to be in a losing position before move 12. That's why it's important for you to castle as soon as possible. And yes, it's going to take it's going to take some time for you to do this and maybe You think that you're doing this now, but you're really not. That's why it's important for you to like analyze your games afterwards, which I will talk more about. But force yourself to castle as soon as as soon as possible. That should be one of the first thoughts as a beginner until it becomes muscle memory. All right. Second thing, ignoring development, neglecting to bring out all of your pieces and developing them um, in the opening is just a big mistake. What are you doing? All right. Avoiding activity can even be worse than losing pieces. And plus, some beginners develop one or two pieces instead of the the whole army. Like, why are you even playing chess if you're not going to develop the whole army? Don't develop half of them or don't develop 10 percent of them. (laughs) Let's let me let me give you an example. Let's say you went to like a family dinner. Right. And you were sitting there around all your brothers, your sisters, your mother, your dad, etc., And everybody else is eating around you, but you. What do you feel like? Dude, why am I here? That's exactly how the pieces are feeling. So that's why you need to develop your pieces. Um, Hopefully that example worked out. You know, I created it myself as H1. I be doing this. Anyway, third tip. I mean, not third tip, but third thing to avoid. 
Stop overlooking tactics. This is pretty hard, especially if you're a beginner, if you don't know tactics. But there's a certain point when you just have to stop missing the simple tactics like pins, forks, skewers, and discovered attacks. Those should, those should just be habit to find. <laughs> the more you miss those, the more is you're just going to feel uncomfortable playing chess at all. Okay. And let's say years has passed and you're still missing pins or forks like that. You're just going to get annoyed and then you're going to quit chess and then you're going to make chess this impossible game for you to conquer when it's not. That's why you have to practice and analyzing your chess game is not going to be enough. You're going to have to sit down and do a lot of tactic puzzle, a lot of chess puzzles. You could do that on chess.com, leechess.org, and etc. I don't, I don't know. You, there's even apps where you could do multiple chess puzzles of just pins, forks, skewers, and discovered attacks. And if you're a beginner, just focus on those four tactics and make sure you have those down packed because those tactics happens more than any other tactic um, on the board. So you're not going to probably be seeing interference um, on every game. You're probably not going to be seeing decoy in every game, but pins, forks, skewers, discovered attacks, you will see in every single game. And it will be the, the most important thing that you need to keep in mind. All right. Fourth thing, playing too passively or aggressively. And ah, man, I know this is difficult because as an intermediate player, you're like, how am I supposed to know this? Or even as a beginner, you're you're like, okay, I thought I'm supposed to be aggressive when playing chess. I thought I'm supposed to defend all of my pieces. But there's a balance between aggression and defense that you have to make. And if you're not finding the right balance, then you're going to make yourself upset because you want to play like Mikhail Tal. You want to play like Bobby Fischer, but you're missing concepts of, of chess principles in certain positions. Like, for example, I say this all the time, but a good rule of thumb when you're attacking your opponent's king is to have four or more pieces. All right. Four or more pieces prepared for the attack on the opponent's king. Now, these principles can help wonders. And even learning pawn structures and like the piece activity on the board can help you decipher what you should be doing in that position. If you have all of your pieces on the first rank still, you're not doing any successful attack. If your pieces are looking trash, they don't have any mobility. You're not doing anything in that position at all, at all. Okay. That's why, you know, it's important to understand like other crucial concepts such as strategy. And this is when this is when I would say you're past a thousand elo on chess.com where you have to learn strategy. You have to learn what is good trades, what is bad trades, certain end games, why they're good for you, learn the rook end games, etc. Because it's gonna tell you when to attack and when to defend. And in chess, there are times where you just have to defend because you got yourself in a predicament that you didn't know that you was going to get yourself in. And especially with the black pieces, you're going to be defending most of the time if you're going against a strong player that knows their openings on the white side. Fifth thing, final thing that you need to avoid is just not studying your own games. I see this a lot. Um, chess players do not want to study their their lost games and they just want to show everybody their wins. But I think it's way more valiant, way more admirable, okay, for the chess player to show their losses and to see, okay, 
This is what I did wrong. How can I improve? <laughs> That's what you need to do. If you're playing for fun, of course, studying your own games is probably a waste of time because you're not going to get competitive in it or you just don't want to win more chess games on chess.com or anything. And that's that's fine. If you don't have a goal um, to focus on cutting out mistakes so that you can win more games, that's fine. You, you can just um, have fun playing your friends and family. But if you're trying to limit those mistakes, if you're trying to beat that cousin that's really good in chess, then you have to study those games that you do not want to look at anymore. And I know how most of you feel, right? You lost that game and you just want to move forward and keep that in the past. But you got to move forward with that game so that you do not do the same mistake. And hey, maybe in the future, the tables will turn in your favor. So in summary, stop making these common mistakes. And I know there's a lot more that I didn't cover, but I think that these are the main ones. Personally, I could do another uh, episode on this about many more, but just keep these in mind. Write these down and study them. That's that's all I got to say, because I hate like as a chess coach, when I um, see a student's game and then I'm like hurting in my soul because they missed the opportunity that I wanted them to do, like they missed a fork or something. I want y'all to win. And in order for you to win, you have to stop doing this crap. <laughs> you got to stop doing it. All right. And I know that you will be happy. And guess what? H1 will be happy, too. All right, that's the end of the segment. We went over the five common mistakes. So let me just review them right quick because I know most of you are just going to listen to this episode, not come back to it. So just keep things in mind. Stop neglecting king safety. Stop ignoring development. Stop overlooking tactics. Playing too passively or aggressively. You got to keep a balance. And then make sure if you don't get any of the other ones, Make sure that you just study your own games so you're not doing the same mistakes again. So for everybody that is out there listening to this podcast, I thank you. Uh, make sure that you like and re- like put a good review or even a bad one with good criticism. I would read too. make sure that you keep on fighting to the end. Stay in focus in chess and in real life, too. All right. See you in the next episode.